Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. here with another episode on the nothing but net podcast it is not the episode we were expecting to come next we are obviously waiting from the 10 to 1 first i want to shout out to our fans our list our 20 through 11 list has been phenomenal been a ton of support um been a ton of listens we appreciate you guys we see uh the support that's been coming we've heard some feedback it's been extremely fun talking about it i've had this come up in uh, a couple different group texts about the list, so it's been extremely fun talking about it. I'm sure Jamie and Mike have also had the same thing. But tonight, we are here for a very unexpected, um, a very long road to get to this point, Woj Bomb, that comes here about, I think it was around like 3 o'clock, uh, just before that actually. Um, but the big news has happened. The one thing we have known that was going to happen this summer finally comes to fruition. Damian Lillard is traded to the oh nope the Milwaukee Bucks actually step in land Damian Lillard. Um, we will break into everything as we get started. But first, Mike, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing well. Yeah, this was uh, about as big as a trade as you're going to get. Um, you know this off season and we knew something was going to happen or we all thought it would at some point. And today's that day for uh, Damian Lillard and, you know, now his new team and his old team with a lot of moves. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. The, the 20 through 11 list was uh, pretty popular. Uh, I got a lot of feedback from people on that. So thank you to everybody, but yeah, excited to kind of dive into uh, what we got to talk about tonight. Jamie, how you doing my dude? Doing well, doing well. What's going on, fellas? Um, ready to uh, talk about this this monster conference in the East all of a sudden. Um, big trade, and let's get into it. Yeah, for sure. So first, I want to start with uh, this. I, you know, last year we were kind of waiting for Donovan Mitchell to be traded to the Knicks. Uh, doesn't happen. He actually gets traded to the Cavs. It was super exciting as a Cavs fan. Yet again, we see here, we wait all summer. We think Damian Lillard is about to get traded to the Miami Heat. The Milwaukee Bucks have stepped in. And not only have the Milwaukee Bucks stepped in, now we are talking about a three-team trade where the Suns have offloaded DeAndre Ayton. There's been a ton of news about this for about a year now. Uh, They haven't found the right deal. And all of a sudden, somehow DeAndre Ayton becomes a part of this. Let's walk through. The whole trade, as we start, the Milwaukee Bucks receive Damian Lillard. Um, the Trailblazers get in return Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, an unprotected first in 2029, um, a 2028 and 2030 first-round pick swap, as well as the second pick this year, Tumani Kamara. And then the Suns receive mm-hmm. for DeAndre Ayton, Grayson Allen, Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Mike, I'm going to start with you. How shocked are you that this is the Milwaukee Bucks today making this move and not the Miami Heat? Uh, I would say pretty moderately shocked. Um, I did see a rumor this morning about the Bucks being interested. Of course, that you know we hear about those type of rumors and interests all the time. Even you know, you know, a, a star or a role player, whoever it may be, we always see some of that chatter going on. Um, so I didn't really think much of that when I saw it this morning, but once the, um, once the news broke, I mean, to me, it was made a lot of sense for the, for the bucks to make a big move, uh, in the position, in the position that they were in, but yeah, Miami, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, a lot of us thought somehow or another, Miami's going to get it done. Um, I kept on seeing reports that, you know, their talks are still open at the end of the day. People still think that Miami is going to land Dame and it didn't happen. And I'm not sure. I feel like it's been a mixed bag of maybe Portland being stubborn, then maybe Miami being stubborn, um, you know, each not really meeting um, what each other wanted trade wise. So uh, I think they wanted to make a move before a training camp began. And it sounds like Milwaukee and uh, the, the Suns were offering the best deal. So, um, but yeah, moderately shocked, I would say, uh, that he's not with the Heat. Yeah, I, 
I'm very shocked. You know, I there's obviously the potential of what could come to fruition. Looking at this deal, it's not a bad return. We can kind of get into that. Drew Holiday, man. I don't know if you guys just saw the Drew Holiday quote a couple weeks ago saying, I'm a Milwaukee Buck for life. I don't want to play for another team. That just yeah. shows how much of this is a business. And as much as hard as that situation is, um, they're feeling like they clearly got an upgrade in Damian Lillard. Jamie, how shocked are you that Damian Lillard's not on the Miami Heat today? Very, very shocked. I uh, just like the the Aaron Rodgers deal that just went through before the year. I figured, you know, um, it's just bound to happen. Um, we don't know when, but. I mean, it's pretty much going to be a done deal. He's going to Miami. Um, and then Milwaukee swoops in and um, picks him off, basically. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is the best offer. Um, the Trailblazers probably got in this timeline. But um, I think, uh, you know, with the season starting within a month or so, uh, you know, they wanted to get a, get a deal done. And they finally did. Yeah, I mean, they felt comfortable enough with this deal, and it's going to be very interesting. But, Jamie, we got to start with the Milwaukee Bucks. They obviously add the new piece of Damian Lillard. Uh, we kind of talked about it. We've had some big trades where we've had to have these episodes of these emergency podcasts. I'm going to start here with you. Do you think this changes the landscape of the NBA? Obviously, we see the new title favorites are the Milwaukee Bucks now. How confident are you that this is that big of a move where this changes the landscape of the NBA? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn confident. Um, this Bucks team is going to be and a very, very tough out every single night. Um, you know, Giannis gets his first opportunity to be t- teamed up with a Hall of Famer as well as Dame. Um, yeah, you lose Drew Holiday's defensive abilities, and um, you know that's definitely a little bit of a hit. And Grayson Allen, um, decent role player. But in return, you get a top 75 NBA player of all time. Um, Ultimately, it'll work itself out on the defensive end with the front court that they have. Um, Also, Milwaukee was one of those teams that struggled kind of in late game situations. Um, Middleton was often the guy in the playoffs the last few years that they had to go to in crunch time. Uh, Now you bring in a guy of Dame's caliber who is one of the most clutch players um, to ever lace him up. Um, and you let him take over games late, and that just opens up everything for, for the Bucks. So um, I think they they are going to be an absolute problem this year, and um, I think the the ceiling is obviously an NBA championship, but the floor um, is probably the Eastern Conference Finals if you're a Bucks fan. Yeah, and obviously if they stay healthy, you bring up a good point, Jamie, about them struggling in close games late. Uh, this obviously seems like it's going to fix that. Damian Lillard, as we all know, has two series walk-off game winners. There's not many players better in what they call Dame time. Um, this is a phenomenal fit for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm very excited. I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan. I, obviously, I wish I could have watched him play in Portland for the, the entire part of his career. Um, but I'm more excited to see Damian Lillard have a legitimate shot now at winning an NBA championship. Mike, is this a landscape kind of move in the NBA? Does this change how you view the NBA? 100%. Uh, I think it, that that one's clear cut for me. Um, I think the Eastern Conference, I think the Celtics were the favorites. Um, but after that, I think it was kind of a... Um, I want to say a toss up for who might be number two, and number three. Uh, and I think everybody wasn't a hundred percent sure on the Celtics too, just with them losing Marcus smart. But now that the bucks, um, have gotten the caliber of player that Damian Lillard is uh, to me, it's a total shift. Um, they're clear cut to me, the favorites out of the East and the overall favorites in the NBA to win the championship. Uh, I know people are going to be, I know people are going to be a little, what do I want to say? Maybe hesitant to see what the impact of no Drew Holiday will be for the Bucks, You lose a great point guard, um, an all-star level point guard, obviously a lot of defense. He facilitates a lot of the offense, but you can't pass up on Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's good for, you know, 30-something a night or a season average. And you might lose a little uh, defense at that position, um, strictly point guard, but... You have Pat Connaughton, who's a very capable defender. Uh, 
Giannis, obviously, who's a former defensive player of the year and, and gets all defensive, you know, um, each year. Bobby Portis, who, who's a defensive, very, very defensive minded player. Um, Brooke Lopez, who was in the conversations for defensive player of the year last year. I mean, this defense should not be a worry here. And to me, they just, um, you know, unleashed an offensive juggernaut while still being, um, you know, very capable on defense. So to me, they're the best team top down offensively and defensively as a unit. I agree. I, I'm with you guys. I'm in. But to me, the thing with the Bucks is still going to be kind of my worry. Now, I understand Drew Holiday isn't I'm not it's hard to say he's not as good as Damian Lillard because defensively he's much better than Damian Lillard, but obviously offensively he's not. Um, so I think it's kind of a change in the guard in which they needed. They needed a little more spunk on offense. They needed a guy who can kind of go get you a bucket uh, more consistently than maybe Drew was able to. I know how good Drew was, and obviously they are still dependent on Chris Middleton being able to be the guy uh, who he shows he can be at times. But going to Damian Lillard also means that you're kind of still a little older for a lot of teams. Um, we kind of know where the Boston Celtics Boston Celtics are. Sorry, um, they're young. They kind of they do have a little veteran, but most of their core, you know, is under under 30, little like 26 to 30 range. To where the Bucks, I mean, we're talking Giannis is 28. Obviously, he's in his prime, but Damian Lillard's 33 years old. Chris Middleton's 32 years old. Brooke Lopez is 35 years old. A main part of these guys who are going to eat up minutes for this team are on the older side, and I I do think that's a concern, but. If we're talking about this year, this is it. Like, this is the move. Giannis came out and said it on a podcast. I'm stay, I will stay in Milwaukee as long as they always give me the best chance to win. Obviously, I think when we all sit back and look at this, you have to think this gives them arguably the best chance to win. Um, and what a phenomenal basketball fit. And as we move into this, I'll start here with you, Mike. Where does Giannis and Dame rank as a duo? Across the whole NBA. Because if we're being honest, I'm not sure there's two guys that complement each other better. Yeah, I think you, the initial thought is that the these two are the best duo in the NBA. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Kevin Durant, D-Book, uh, or you know, Bradley Beal, however you want to split that one. Um, Jokic might get up there, but I don't think Jamal Murray complements um, you know, that duo as much as uh, Dame and uh, Giannis do. I mean, you somebody wants to say Embiid and Harden, uh, Tatum and Brown. Um, I would say Tatum and Brown might be the next one for me, but right off the bat, it's Giannis and uh, Giannis and Dame holding number one. And we know how much Giannis wants to dominate dominate in the paint. Well, if you add a guy who can consistently shoot thirty five footers, I think you're just opening that way up more. Uh, for what's needed. Obviously, just another shooter that fits this team. Again, the defensive uh, drop-off from Drew to Dame could be interesting. Uh, the guards defensively for the Bucks obviously take a hit. Uh, but when we're talking about their front court defense with uh, Brooke and Giannis, um, you're able to let guys kind of go around you in a sense, knowing that you have two elite rim protectors. I, I think elite's fair. So um, I, this duo, man, just makes so much sense to me. Jamie, where does this, uh, where do these two rank as a duo in the NBA now? Are they like a clear cut number one? Uh, I, I mean, on paper, uh, I'd probably say yes, clear cut. Um, second is probably uh, uh, Tatum and Brown, and then I'd go KD and and Book just on paper right now. Um, but also they got a trio down there that's pretty serious. So. Uh, I think that also ranks up there um, with with one of the best in the world, um, and you know I'm I'm happy for Dame that he finally gets like an opportunity like this. Um, but you know I bring it back to Drew Holiday. I feel bad for that dude. I agree. I mean, listen, I and I think I'm trying to think of how to say this because I do think Damian Lillard is an upgrade over Drew Holiday. But if we're being honest, like. I'll start here with you, Jamie. Is it that big of an upgrade? Is Damian Lillard over Drew Holiday that big of an upgrade to where they're not going to win another? They weren't going to win another championship with Drew, but now they are going to with Dame. It, 
Yes, uh, it pains me to say it. Uh, not really pains me to say it, but because I love Drew Holiday. But I mean, Dame is just one of those guys that I mean, I, he's he was voted by everybody around the world as a top seventy-five basketball player of all time. Uh, yeah, Drew Holiday had his best year um, last year. I want to say he was was he All NBA third team or something like that. If he or, wasn't, he just missed. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but like I know that. he was close um, to it. And I know he was like first team all defensive. So, But you're in Dame, you're talking about a guy who only played 58 games last year, but also had his best year, averaging 32, uh, 7, and 5 um, at a career high usage rate. So, I mean, it's, it, it sucks, but yes, Dame is, um, as well as Drew can defend, um, like three, four positions probably. Uh, Dame is just, he brings an element that you just didn't have before. Mike, do you agree with that? Do you think the Damian Lillard, uh, or well, the drop-off between Damian Lillard and um, Drew Holiday is significant enough for the Bucks to do this and m- make you feel good about having them as the best clear-cut uh, favorite, as you just said? Uh, real quick, <clears throat> excuse me, real quick before I answer that. Uh, Drew Holiday was... Last year, 2022-23, first team all defense. Um, and then, Steve, to go back to, you know, the quote that Drew Holiday said about I'm a, I want to be a buck, buck for life or for the rest of my career. I believe he actually said that. I think he said a couple weeks ago. I think he actually said it yesterday. I thought yeah, the post it, was, said. it was yesterday. So how <laughs> that looks even. Wow. I thought it yeah. was a couple weeks ago. That's tough. That yeah, really that's is tough. tough. That's tough. Um, anyway. Yeah, I do think the the gap between um, Drew and Dame is significant enough to, you know, give them more of a chance. And it's tough because they're really not a comparable player to each other. So you might have a little give and take between probably a little more offense, a little more attention uh, for Dame versus the facilitating assists defense um, with Drew Holiday. Now, Drew Holiday can obviously go off offensively. Um, I think it's more of just a, an outlier of a, you know, of of a chance. Whereas Dame can have more of that consistency and, you know, maybe that I think maybe it opens it up and the fit is better for Giannis with Dame than Drew Holiday. Um, You know, time will tell on that, but I think just how Damian Lillard can stretch the floor and defenses have to, you know, cater to that. I think it just opens a lot more up for Giannis. I think that's less attention on him. Uh, it's less attention on Drew. Uh, sorry, on Chris Middleton. So I think when you compare the two, um, you know, you might some people might say uh, Drew Holiday may. You know, you're you're going to miss a lot with him. But I think for what it does for how the Bucks are presently constructed and what it does for Giannis directly, I think that's what makes it a lot. Um, you know, that's the 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 difference between the two, in my opinion. Yeah. And listen, you know, again, I, I think, yeah, I do. Obviously I do think Damon loads better and I think he's good enough to warrant making this upgrade in which listen, somehow the bucks continue to find ways to, to gather up all the stuff they have in the cabinet, put it together and be enough to get a guy. They, they did this for drew. It turned into a championship and now they're hoping that it does the same here again with Damian Lillard. two championships in Milwaukee is I know two championships may not seem may not seem like a lot to a lot of fans, but when we're talking about um, a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, where you're not getting free agents, the way you acquire players is spending what you have in the cabinet to keep getting guys to keep improving the roster, and they do that yet again here again with Damian Lillard. We talked about Giannis. The million-dollar question with Giannis was, is he going to sign this extension? Because honestly, I thought I was going to start talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, in a very worrisome way about I'm not sure that it's just going to work this year. First year head coach, and I think that's kind of being uh, a little underlooked. We're not really sure what um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name here. Uh, I want to say it's Griffin, uh, the assistant from the Toronto Raptors. Um, Andre Griffin, maybe. It, I was thinking Where? Adrian, but I, I yes, Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin, yeah, and I th- I think he came from nurses staff in Toronto. Um, so we're not really sure what that looks like, but. Uh, Giannis keeps kept saying, like, I will sign the extension. I want to know that Milwaukee is all in on winning as much as I am. And he said that time after time. Mike, 
does Giannis ultimately sign his extension now? Again, and the reason why I asked that is because I was worried about the Bucks this year where everything had to be perfect. When you are on such a fine line of everything going perfect, usually it just doesn't. And now that could all go away because Giannis might just sign that extension. Mike, does Giannis sign the extension now? Yeah, I think I had this thought, I don't know, recently, what made me think of it, maybe seeing that about Giannis or whatnot. But I would have told you prior to today that I I think Giannis leaves. I think he signed somewhere else. I think, um, I don't know if he would be tired of Milwaukee, but I think just a change. And, you know, he paid his dues. He got them a championship. But uh, after today, I think that was a big driving factor for um for Milwaukee is that they, uh, you know, not only did they get Damian Lillard, but they might have kind of handcuffed uh, Giannis into signing this extension. So I think he does. Uh, I think he's home. I think he's very comfortable with Milwaukee. Um, barring some sort of uh, chemistry um, or lack of chemistry between coaches and, you know, this newly formed unit, uh, I see him staying. I don't I don't know. I don't really know why he'd want to leave as long as this isn't like a colossal fail. Um, but I don't really see how it could be. You just locked in, like we've been saying, a top 75 player of all time. As far as people you could get on the market to make your team better, I really don't know if it gets better than Damian Lillard for, for the fit. I, I, who else could it have been? Um, I, I saw a couple of tweets here from Bobby Marks. He's a very good cap guy. If you guys don't follow him, um, he said, listen, this does they can't make this kind of trade next year because they're almost up on that second apron. This is something they had to do right now. If they had the opportunity, they had the opportunity, they strike. Um, I'm not sure how it gets any better for Giannis. I'm really not. I don't they I'm not really sure who else they could have added. I'm not really sure what else they could have done. Again, you you feel for Drew Holiday, especially if he said those words yesterday. Um, but ultimately <laughs> I think that's what shows that this is a business, right? This is a business and when guys leave, it's hard to get upset about guys leaving because this stuff does happen on the verse where the front office says, "Hey, we need to upgrade. We have to send your services elsewhere." Jamie, what are your thoughts here on Giannis signing an extension? Do you think it happens? Yeah, I died. I do, um, and I would. Uh, I'm almost. I'm almost positive now. I mean, they. All that Milwaukee keeps doing is bringing in um, more talent and uh, going for chips. And how? How much? What else more can you ask out of out of your ownership and your um, organization? Uh, if you're Giannis, he 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 asked and he received. I mean, there's, it's plain and simple to me. Um, I think he's signing that extension for sure. Just to confirm. So we're all on the same page home run hit. This is a very, this is a home run for the Milwaukee bucks in every aspect of basketball. Correct. Yeah. I think they, they did what they needed to do and got a good price. I'm uh, I'm very excited. And Listen, the East, I think I, if this trade does anything, I think this this tells us who the Eastern Conference Finals are going to be. Um, I know it's early. I know things can happen with injuries. Um, but I am asking for the basketball gods, and I would say this as a Cavs fan, so this is unfortunate, and I hope the Cavs do well, and I hope they can break through this. Um, but a seven-game series of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics uh, just seems like the best possible outcome as a basketball fan. Uh Again, so many layers to it. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum don't necessarily fit together to where we're seeing Dame and Giannis potentially being something that fits together. I can't wait to see how it goes down. Um, but let's go into the the team that had a little rivalry with the Milwaukee Bucks. They have fell to the Miami Heat a couple times in the playoffs. The Miami Heat were heavily favored to land Damian Lillard, and they don't do it. They had a chance to go in on Bradley Beal. They fail on Bradley Beal. Well, they didn't necessarily fail, but I don't think they necessarily went all in because they, in the back of their minds, thought that this was going to be their guy in Damian Lillard. Doesn't ultimately happen. And when we talk about the eight seed last year and we talk about who they lost, Victor Oladipo, missed time, whatever, that's fine. Max Struess is gone. Gabe Vincent's gone. Cody Zeller is gone. Those are guys who gave them all minutes last year. And Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, we know the minutes that they gave the Miami Heat last year. Jamie, what's your concern for the Miami Heat now? This team just went to the NBA Finals. Where do they go now? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Um, it's 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 funny the Heat now um, 
I feel like the pers- perfect guy the Heat should go after is Drew Holiday, which who knows where he'll end up. I'm here in Philly. I'm here in a couple other things, but yeah, I don't know, man. They lost a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of depth um, in the off season. Um, like you said, uh, Strews went to the Cavs. Uh, Lakers pick up um, Vincent, uh, and then um, obvi- um, Zeller was it? No, was it Zeller? Yeah, Cody Zeller went to the Pelicans. Yep. Yes, and I mean. On paper, those guys, they don't jump off, but if you watched any of those Heat playoff games last year, you knew, um, especially the uh, Struess and Gabe Vincent, they they came up huge for, for that team, and they were the the um, the unsung heroes besides uh, Caleb Martin. Uh, yeah, Jimmy was doing his thing, um, but those those pieces were huge, and it's going to be... It's going to be tough to um, make up for, for all of that. Um, yeah, I feel like they fumbled the bag here. And although they're getting Tyler Hero back, uh, I think I think the Dame thing would have would have just blew Miami up and um, would have helped them a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, I was I, – I'm pretty sure I said on this podcast that I think Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo could very well be the best trio in basketball because of how well it would fit together. I was extremely excited to see Damian Lillard in Miami. I might be more excited to see Damian Lillard in Milwaukee, if I'm being honest, just the fit with Giannis. And, and my guy has like a real shot. I mean, there they are now, the favorite in Vegas to win the NBA champ- championship. Um, I think not, that speaks I'm not a ready lot. To, I'm not ready to see him in a in a Bucks jersey, though. <laughs> that shit's going to look weird as hell. Yeah, it's of all places, man. Like Miami, it felt like it would have felt normal. Like a big city would have felt, a big market would have felt like kind of normal for what for Damian Lillard. But for him just to go into like another small market, unbelievable. Mike, your <laughs> thoughts on the Miami Heat? How bad does this ultimately hurt the Miami Heat when we're talking about the 2023-2024 season? Yeah, I think it hurts them big time. I think they were relying uh, a lot on getting Damian Lillard and. I think on some in some capacity they're okay with losing Struess and Vincent and you know some of these other components of their team because they really felt confident they're going to get Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Well, that that you know backfired big time, obviously. And you know, Steve, you're talking about the basketball gods kind of lining up uh, the Bucks and the Celtics. To me, the basketball gods are about to line up a second round or first round matchup between the Bucks and the Heat in a rematch where the the Bucks might just go wipe out the Heat. In revenge, and now we also have the dynamic of oh, Dame was supposed to go to Miami. Mm, nope, now he's with Milwaukee, and now we're meeting up with him in the playoffs. So I'm kind of really pulling for that. It's kind of an early take, but that would be fun. Uh, but yeah, Miami now finds themselves in a position where uh, okay, uh, we need to make a move. I'm I'm sure the way that um, Heat culture, uh, what Spo does for that team, who Jimmy Butler is, I'm sure they're still going to be a successful team. Um, but yeah, I, I think losing pieces with the thought of getting Dame, um, you know, was their main uh, kind of course of action, and that uh, has kind of fallen off its path. Jamie mentioned it. Drew Holiday is certainly a, a primary interest of the Heat, from what I've uh, seen. But he's also you're also fighting the Boston Celtics now, who want Drew Holiday. You said the, um, you know, the 76ers, Jamie. I don't know how much of a chance the Bulls have, but I know the Bulls would be a, a, a that they should <laughs> be going. Well, they should be they should be going out to get Drew Holiday. It's exactly what they need. I don't you know yeah. they don't really have much to offer, unfortunately. But there's a lot of teams that could use a Drew Holiday. So um, whether you know this is now a fight for if I'm Miami, this is now huge to go out and get Drew Holiday to salvage something for this upcoming year because otherwise it's a lot on Jimmy and it's a lot on Bam and. You can say Tyler Hero too. Um, he's kind of been, you know, I would say inconsistent at times. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's really detrimental to their success not having a team. Honestly, my opinion is there should be twenty 
All right, so the Bucks traded him, so obviously you're out. The Blazers are obviously looking to go in a different direction. There should be 28 teams interested in a guy like Drew Holiday. We know the kind of player Drew Holiday is. He's a, he's a culture guy. Um, he plays hard. He works hard. He, you know, it doesn't really matter to, a hit, to him where he is. Uh, he's a quiet guy, but he shows up and he gets the job done. I'm a huge Drew Holiday fan. Um, again, this is obviously unfortunate for him, but the Bucks feel like they got a guy who's going to put them in contention for an NBA championship. Uh, another, um, so, sorry to interrupt, Steve, but another team mm-hmm. that really might just come up would would him going back to the Pelicans not just kind of be a great fit? Him, CJ, Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion, a healthy Zion. Yeah, I mean, and the the Pelicans were kind of one of those teams that got mumbled into like the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. It kind of would come up here and there. So every team that was interested in Damian Lillard's obviously going to be interested in Drew Holiday. I think I'm very interested to see what Drew Holiday goes for now um, because, again, there's a lot of teams that are going to be fighting for his services, and there's going to be maybe more of a bidding war to land a Drew Holiday than maybe there was for Damian Lillard because you know that you had to appease Damian Lillard with a championship roster to where you might not necessarily have to do that as much with Drew Holiday um, because Drew Holiday just seems like one of those culture guys. Now, with that being said— And he's a lot cheaper. Yeah, and he's a lot cheaper. And with that being said, I think you're going to have a bunch of teams that are going to be fighting for the services of a guy who's as talented as Drew Holiday. Jamie, uh, I do. We'll get a, we'll keep going here. Uh, we'll get into the Drew Holiday stuff a little more. But the team that I heard that is sneak that's quietly interested in him is obviously the team that comes up in all these guys is the Los Angeles Lakers. And to me, that fit right there would be phenomenal. And that's something that I want to keep an eye on. I don't know that they're going to have enough to stay in a bidding war with some of these other teams. Um, But when we're looking at these other teams, these other teams don't necessarily have a ton of assets either. So it's going to be very interesting to see what this return for Drew Holiday uh, gives the Blazers. Yeah, hopefully they send send, uh, Russell to to the Blazers and they just let us have, um, Drew holiday. That would be ideal. Um, cause that's really, Oh boy. You want to talk about, you want to talk about finals contention right there. That would be huge. And one last point here about the Milwaukee bucks. When we talk about the basketball gods and we keep talking about these matchups, what better, what a better matchup that we got in the NBA finals than bucks nuggets. We're talking about the, the guys who, the two guys who are battling for, uh, the best player in the world crown here. Uh, both have multiple MVPs. Both have a championship. What? Why not see these guys duke it out for number two? I think that would be a phenomenal story here in the NBA. Let's keep it rolling. The Damian Lillard thing is going to obviously keep coming up. We're obviously excited to see him in a Milwaukee uniform, no matter how awkward, no matter how weird it is. Uh, huge trade for the Bucks. Huge win for the Bucks. Uh, they're God, they're going to be feeling very confident that they're going to get the Giannis to sign that extension and him signing that extension. Uh, that That is what matters the most to Milwaukee as he is such a staple of that city. Let's move into the return for the Portland Trailblazers. I said it and I'll say it again. Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, unprotected first and 29, swaps in 28 and 30, and uh, Tumani Kamara, who was a second-round pick this season, Mike, I'm going to start here with you. How how are you feeling with this haul? Can DeAndre Ayton be a headlining? Well, obviously. So Drew's the headline name. He's not staying, so we have to see what they get back there. Do you feel comfortable with DeAndre Ayton being the headline name in a Damian Lillard return to go with Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp as they do start this rebuild? Uh, Am I comfortable with it? though i guess but for the teams that are involved for phoenix kind of looking you know they've had it on the back burner a long time i'm sure to get rid of Aiton. um for the blazers to maybe move on from nurkic i mean it, it makes sense you know you don't like having deandre Aiton as the the primary or the head headliner like you said but he's also i mean i'm trying to think he i think he did get his max contract correct Yes. So, I mean, you got a max contract player. I mean, when you break it down like that, I guess that's what it was would take. You know, the picks are there. But I think for the Blazers, I mean, it makes sense to get another, you know, quality, I'll say, quality big. And then, um, you know, you have a young uh, backcourt 
and you're probably going to get some a good return for Drew Holiday, you would think. So it's overall not bad for them, I think. Uh, just probably what presented itself and timeline of when they wanted to move him. I think it made sense. I don't really know how much how many better offers they would have got, but I don't know. It's DeAndre, and I'm not not in love with kind of him as a whole player. But like I said, for what the Blazers want to do and what they could get and move on from, I guess it made sense. I just want to say this before I go to you, Jamie. I understand the concerns with DeAndre Aiden, but all I've heard is that he wants a fresh start. All I've heard is he wants something new. All I've heard is he wants out of Phoenix. This is your chance. This is it. I'm kind of interested to see what DeAndre Aiden is outside of Phoenix. Can he be a guy uh, that we thought as the number one overall pick who can kind of not going to be a cornerstone of a franchise, but can he be a third option on a winning team? Um, we've seen him have success in Phoenix a little bit uh, when he was committed to doing his job. Uh, and then obviously once all the guys got traded, it seemed like he got a little uncommitted and he had issues with the coach and all these little things have flared up. We're about to really figure out who DeAndre Ayton is. And I think it's, I'm excited to see it. You know, they're obviously looking for young players. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has been up and down in his career. Lately, it's been down. Lately, it hasn't been good. And we obviously see the return that the Suns get for him. It's not phenomenal. But at the end of the day, I actually am excited to see what DeAndre Ayton may be able to do in this kind of situation, in a rebuilding situation in Portland. Again, he's not going to be the cornerstone guy, but with Shaden Sharp and with Scoot, uh, can he be effective enough to uh, turn his career around? Jamie, what are your thoughts here on DeAndre Ayton being the headliner to Portland in the Damian Lillard trade? Yeah, I mean, for Portland, I think they, they're they happy. They just were relieved, I should say, that they just got a deal done. Um, like I said before, I don't think it's the best package they possibly could have gotten over this timeline, but um, now we're getting closer and closer to uh, the start of the season, and they wanted to get a deal done. And this is the deal at the time, I think, and they jumped on it. Um, it's also, uh, I mean, the thing with DeAndre Ayton is he was a lottery pick, and he's only 20, I think he's 24 years old, 25 years old. So the guy is still very, very young, and we've seen flashes. So, um, I mean, I, I'm i actually a little, I'm excited about this season for the uh, Trailblazers, I think they'll be a pretty exciting team to watch. With the little I saw of Scoot in Summer League, he looks like the real deal. Um, small sample size, but the, the, I remember watching the game. I think I was talking to you at the time, Steve. The guy looks he looks really good. Um, and then you pair that with Simon Sharp, Jeremy Grant, super athletic, um, three right there, um, and then Aiden running the floor. It could be exciting for you know a, a thirty-five win team. Yeah, and 35, honestly, might be more than what they even want. And, Jamie, I know you say lottery pick. We got to remember, DeAndre Ayton was number one overall in a draft that (laughs) featured Luka Doncic, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young, um, Mikel Bridges, Shy uh, SGA, um, Miles Bridges, obviously, that, you know, whatever. But we're talking about, like, in a – elite class when we're talking about six or seven guys in the NBA you don't find that many uh stars in a draft and this guy was selected number one overall that's how talented this guy can be um very exciting maybe this is a resurgence of his career with a real opportunity to kind of be one of the faces in a serious rebuild um Chauncey Billups, I mean, it's very interesting to see how it works with Chauncey Billups now because he was there with one plan and everything Mm -hmm. is kind of flipped on a switch. Um, Portland, guys, like, what do you guys want to say about Portland? Do we think they get a nice – they're obviously going to get a nice return for Drew. So this package doesn't look great today, and I understand why, uh, you know, people on Twitter, Jimmy Butler, I don't know if you saw a post on Instagram, they need to look into tampering and yada, yada, yada. Listen – this was the best thing that they were offered. This was the best situation they got. They would have taken something better if there was something better on the table. Right. Uh, yeah, if they would have waited, they probably could have gotten better. Uh, but they they want to start this rebuild, and they decided to do it today. And they still have a guy that's going to get them at least a couple more first-round picks and swaps, if not a couple of players to go with it. And that's just how that's just a credit to uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, any final comments here on the Portland Trailblazers as really the only team that isn't necessarily putting all their chips in to win this season? 
I mean, and props to the the Trailblazers' ownership because um, they sent Dame to a legit um, championship contender. Did um, everything that Dame wanted besides traded him to Miami. Yes, I agree. Yeah, basically. Sure. Uh, and honestly, do you think if he was my on Miami, they have a a lot better shot than it, his uh, than him on Milwaukee? Like, I don't think it's that much of a difference. They probably would have played in the second round. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, and they still could have lost that series because Milwaukee would have had Drew Giannis in Middleton still. So yeah, Giannis is the kicker here. He's one of the best players in the yeah. world, and um, yeah. <laughs> it's, as good as Jimmy is, he's not one of the best players in the world. Do we think? And um, Dame had a tweet, I believe, saying that if he was to play with anyone, it was Giannis, or who yeah. thought would be the best player to play with to win a championship. He said Giannis. Yeah. He also said he didn't want to play in Milwaukee. So, <laughs> do we think that depending on? Depending on what the Blazers get back for Drew Holiday, they have a like a dark dark horse chance to make a play in run. I, I mean, don't think they want to a play in no. run. Play in, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. You're right. They probably don't want to. That's a good point. And honestly, if I, I mean, I gotta pull up the West real quick. I mean, the West is the West is fucking loaded. Excuse my language. Um, and I know everyone's talking about the East being better. It is, but it's just not nearly nearly as good as the western conference i mean there's there's 10 teams there's 11 teams where one team's not even gonna make the playoffs and they think they're gonna be maybe a second round team i mean we're talking about the nuggets yeah. the grizzlies the kings the suns the clippers the warriors the lakers uh the t-wolves the thunder the pelicans the mavericks uh just talking about those teams right there so very interested to see uh what portland is though i'm excited to see the young core i do think this is a nice start scoot shaden and now ayton i think you have something starting here in portland as yet again we start all over last question was dame's time in portland successful mike i'll start with you uh yeah for the sake of portland it was uh he put them on the map a lot of memorable moments, um, a franchise player, a franchise great for them. And he, through Portland, he's become a, you know, an NBA all-time 75 player. Uh, you know, who's to say if he went to somewhere else, he got drafted somewhere else, maybe as a championship, but does he still have the career that makes him an NBA um, top 75 player of all time? You never know. Um, you would think so because the talent's clearly there, but I think being important, being in Portland has allowed him to flourish and become the Damian Lillard that we know. So I'll, I'll call it successful. Why not? I agree. I mean, and we can't forget about the conference finals run they had. Uh, they had runs, man. And, you know, being in Portland, it being honest with ourselves, didn't play with the most talent as we all know. Um, but has made the most of it, made them a consistent playoff team. They, you know, they didn't ever get the job done, but they've won, met, not many, but they've won enough series in the playoffs to definitely not say this was a failure. Um, Going to miss Dame in Portland, though, man. I, I have a lot of respect for the Portland franchise. I've, I've liked them a lot in the West. Uh, they've had some of my favorite players, Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Damian Lillard, all kind of in that timeline. Um, so this new turning of the page for Portland is definitely going to be a little weird for me. I, I absolutely just admire Dame in Portland and the love that they had for him and the love that he had for that city. This whole thing is just going to be very weird seeing him in a Milwaukee jersey. Jamie, Dame's time in Portland, was this, what would you consider a success? Yeah, 1,000%. He's got a Hall of Fame career in it. Um, no, he didn't win the chip, but it's very, very hard to win an NBA championship, and especially in a small market. So, yeah, absolutely successful career in Portland. Yeah, hard to argue. Let's move into the Suns. I, <laughs> the, Suns the Suns are so weird to me. Why the Suns are sitting here help facilitating a trade in which I think it makes the Bucks better than the Suns, um, just I don't understand. And not only that, but they're giving up DeAndre Ayton and they're moving into Yurkic, um, Nurkic. Sorry, uh, Mike, your thoughts here. What do you think about the Suns? Is is this a good move? Is this the right move? Is Grayson Allen, uh, Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson, is that enough in return for De a guy like DeAndre Ayton? 
again, I don't know if it's enough in return for DeAndre Ayton, but I do think they wanted to move on from him. Uh, when Nurkic is healthy, he's, you know, I would say a solid center. Um, but yeah, I struggle with that in um, past seasons. But look, I think we we kind of talked about it last year in the playoffs, and then even when they got Beal uh, for the Suns, that they needed to add depth to their roster. They need a bench. They need guys that, yeah, it's great to have Beal, Book, and Durant in there. But when uh, one of those, a couple of these guys aren't on or they're on the bench and this or that, they're having an off game, whatever it may be, uh, we need role players to step in and, you know, get stuff done. And whether that's scoring, whether it's defense, whether it's hustle plays, uh, I think they kind of got some of that with the haul they got for Aiden. Now, I'm not saying it's like by, you know, monumental measures, but. Um, you know, is it a, is it a good move? Is it a great move? I'll call it like a, a decent move, uh, for, for what they got for, you know, to add it onto their bench. So, uh, I, I do think it makes them a touch better I, I, for what they got. Like I said, as far as role players, I'm not really sure about the Nurkic and Aiton trade-off that we'll have to see, but I don't know. I think they needed to add some depth, so I'll call it okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sure about that trade-off with those two either. The bigs, obviously. It makes me a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I know Aiton wasn't committed to playing winning basketball for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, there's we can't get into that. We don't really know necessarily what's going on behind the scenes. Um, But I'm not that big on uh, Yurkic or Nurkic. I don't know, man. I we'll see. We'll see. I think it's a huge we'll see. Don't necessarily love for this, love the move for the Suns, especially when you're signing off uh, Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks as part of this. Um, and all you're really pulling from the Bucks is Grayson Allen. Do understand that he'll be able to spread the floor and play with those guys, so it'll be very interesting. Uh, my concern with the Suns is still the same damn thing, though. They don't have a point guard, and I don't know how that's going to work with Bradley Beal, Booker, um, and Kevin Durant. Uh, all guys who obviously can handle the ball, uh, but I think point guard is a very, very important position in winning, and I don't know who that guy is for them. Jamie, your thoughts on the Suns here kind of tossing in eight and, and also signing off on this deal? Um, I actually don't mind it from the Suns' perspective. Um, listen, they get rid of Aiton, who is two coaches now, and it, it just didn't work in Phoenix. Um, two respectable coaches, so something was going on. Um, more importantly, they get rid of his contract, which freed up space um, to be able to uh, sign guys and then sign more guys in the future to help help that roster. Uh, I don't. I like Nurkic. I always have. Um, like Mike said, he often gets hurt, but I mean, he is one of the best ba- passing big men in the league, which helps this team. Um, you're not going to get a lot of points from him necessarily, um, but he will be able to uh, help those other guys, I think. Um, and uh, they also get uh, Nasir Little, who a uh, UNC guy, I remember watching him. Very, very athletic. He's raw, but I think he's one of those glue guys that um, can step in and do a little something. That's a good uh, then, point. I, I don't mean to cut you off, Jay, real quick, but that is a good point. Nasir Little is a sneaky piece in this deal. Yeah, yeah, he's a good he's a good guy. You could start at the four. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily what they're gonna do, but he, I, I, I've always liked him. I think he has potential. Um, plus, sometimes you just put guys in different settings and they flourish. Um, and then you get Grayson Allen, who uh, is probably one of the most hated <laughs> basketball players in the world, just for how dirty he's been in his career. But also a solid, a solid glue guy who can who can make shots and come off the bench, and uh, he's he's gritty as hell. Um, uh, Keon Johnson, not really sure about him. Uh, looks like he averaged about ten minutes last year uh, on Portland, so I don't think he'll be much of a factor. But um, I mean, all in all, you you still need a point guard, like you said, Steve. But right now, I think Nurkic is going to fit with them better than Aiton, just because of um, how they'll be able to play in that system around him um, instead of just having a, a a prototypical big man in there, I think. And he's much more physical. He's stronger. He plays harder. Um, obviously, those are just not the things that Aiton was doing. They need that at that position. Um, and this is the way they go. It's Listen, Nurkic is fine. I, I think he's fine. I think he's a little overpaid in some sense. I'm not sure if he's on an expiring or if he still has two or three years left. 
Um, but I do think uh, with Frank Vogel, I think there's a there's definitely a spot for him, um, especially with Aiton leaving out the door here. Uh, but my final question for you guys, does this make the Phoenix Suns better today than they were yesterday? I'll start with you, Jamie. Hmm. Um, I don't think they're better today, but I think they'll be better this year um, because of the trade. Um, if that makes sense, you just don't have to uh don't have to deal with just the Aiton stuff, um, whether it was something big or not. We were hearing about it, so I think uh, I think they'll be better um, at the end of the year, but right away, I don't think so. And we saw the effort at times in the playoffs, like just standing around, watching guys fight for rebounds while Aiton is just kind of seeing what's going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, does this make the Suns better today than they were yesterday? To go off that, Steve, I think Nurkic is a pretty good rebounder, so maybe they're like, yeah, just come in here, dude, just get our boards. Um, and maybe that for that, he's a good fit for them. Um, I'll call them... And he brings toughness. I will say yeah. he adds toughness to his team, and Aiton didn't bring that, and I think that is an important part of what Nurkic is bringing. Yeah, he's definitely and, a, a, a post-enforcer, for sure. And he's a vet, and he's been in situations, and it seems like in a winning situation, he's going to play even harder. It's a good point. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say they're – Jamie. I think Jamie said it great. Um, I don't know if they're better today, uh, but I think they will be better this year. That's, of course, having some you know time to work together. If anything, I'll give them a slightly better advantage now just with maybe the Nurkic fit and the added roster depth. It's been a crazy day, fellas. It has been a crazy day, and I definitely did not see this one dropping. We've kind of been messing, joking around about it. Like, oh, maybe we'll see this happen. Maybe we'll see this happen. It's kind of getting to the point. It felt like it wasn't going to happen before the season, um, but training camp opens in some training camps open in five days, um, and the big news drops. Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, we're talking about one of the best duos uh, you could probably put together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. I think it's been a while since we've seen a duo this good. Plus we're adding Chris Middleton. He's no slouch as a third guy. Obviously Chris Middleton needs to be more consistent. Um, but as he goes up and down, you will now have the steadiness of a Damian Lillard, um, to help carry the offense in big moments, obviously down the stretch, they've had their times where, uh, it's gotten weird. It's gotten clunky. Uh, Damian Lillard usually will fix that. I also think it'll help keep the ball out of Giannis bringing it up. Now you'll have more of a Dame, a real point guard bringing it up. Obviously Giannis is still going to bring it up at times, um, but having Dame being able to bring it up, A, shoot from 35 uh, feet, or setting up an offense and kind of getting Giannis his touches. And that pick and roll, man, uh, you, you, can't, you can't drop, obviously, because Dame will shoot, um, but you can't come up too high because then you're going to have Giannis on the backside. So this duo just makes way too much sense. I don't really have anything else to say, fellas. If you guys, if we're missing something, feel free to say it. But uh, I don't really have anything else. Um, Crazy day, crazy trade. Uh, Potentially talking about making, well, not even potentially. This has made the Milwaukee Bucks Bucks as the NBA title favorite this season. Is that, is that, I'll actually go to you, Jamie. Should the Bucks be the favorite over the Denver Nuggets? Uh... Right now, I'd say yeah, just because of what Denver lost in the offseason, and I don't know how they're going to play without it. Mike, you feel good about this being uh, You feel good about this being the favorite, the title favorite now over the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, I think um, I think for sure it does, and I don't were the Nuggets title favorites, you know, starting yeah. the day today. It wasn't the Celtics. Um I, almost uh, thought it was the I can Celtic. double check. I can double check, but I do think the Nuggets are the second favorite right now. So okay. I would assume that it was still them, but yeah, maybe uh, it hurt the Celtics' chances today too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, th- that would make sense if they have to go through the Eastern Conference. I, I kind of thought the Celtics were the title favorites, but if it was Denver, regardless, I think it puts Milwaukee over both of them. So yeah, I'd agree. Mike, you had the Bucks Nuggets final prediction last year, correct? That is right. <laughs> uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh God! But let me ask you this, right? Is that going to be the same? Are you going to run it back this year? 
Uh, and we, I will not be. I will not. Be. Very interesting. Very interesting. One of those teams right. will be in the championship in my prediction as pre- as the NBA is presently constructed. Stay tuned, folks. I will reveal that. We will reveal that in a later episode. Hey, and stay tuned because we got a Drew Holiday trade coming. Uh, the 76ers are interested in Drew Holiday. Does that mean James Harden finds himself on a new team? Uh, this might be... Uh, what wakes up the NBA and now teams start scrambling to catch the Milwaukee Bucks Uh, in a crazy turn of events where teams were always trying to chase uh, what the Denver Nuggets had assembled. Now feels like teams are going to turn their focus over to the Milwaukee Bucks and try to chase what they have now assembled. Um, Any final points before we actually one last thing, Jamie, where final prediction, where does Drew Holiday end up? Let's let's go with the uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. If they if man if they add Drew Holiday and they take away Harden and that's kind of the basis. Obviously, picks are going to be involved. Maybe another player or two, depending on what that looks like. I might be higher on the 76ers this year than I was last year, which is scary. Maxi and Maxi Holiday and Embiid mm. with Nick Nurse at head coach. Ooh, I like it. Where does Drew Holiday end up? Hey, unfortunately, and I, I don't even want to say this, but I can kind of see him sneaking his way onto the Celtics somehow. Don't say uh, it. Oh, but, if the but, Celtics, if the Celtics rebuttal with Drew Holiday, we are going to be in for a, a battle. But I think, based off urgency and the need for a move to have, I'll go with the Heat. Yeah, I mean they they're they're definitely a team. My favorite spot for them is the 76ers. I'm with Jamie. I'm hoping Drew Holiday is a 76er. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I was big on them last year with Harden. Uh, if they add the versatility and uh, a more consistent player and a guy who's really going to boost their defense as the level that Drew Holiday would do. Um, I, man, I was high on the 76ers. I picked them to go to the finals last year. I don't know that I would do that again, but I would be enticed to do so. Any final points here, fellas, as we sign off on Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks? No, sir. Um, I guess I'll start us off here. Yeah, Jamie, start us off as we get on out of here. Looks like finals odds are, um, Bucks plus... 390 and then Nuggets plus 475 followed by the Celtics at plus 500. So the Bucks are now the favorites according to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, but yeah, um, our second um, emergency pod, um, wild one. This one might be more wild than the Kyrie trade. Um, maybe not more wild than the KD trade. I don't know, but it's up there. Um, yeah, until uh, next time. Peace. One final point on that KD trade, Jamie. That shit happened in the middle of the night. And when I woke up and I was seeing a picture of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mike, go ahead. Like you woke up from a fever dream or something. Um, I woke up from a bad dream, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank you, everybody, for uh, you know staying tuned for this one. This this episode needed to happen and was we all thought was going to happen at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm loving kind of the move. I hope you guys are excited about it. Definitely shakes things up for the NBA. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was good that we can kind of cover that. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for our 10 through one episode. Uh, that is still to come. That will be a lot of conversation and hopefully spurring some good debate. So, you know, thank you for the support as always and see you next time. Mike and Jamie can't thank you guys enough. Uh, it's hard. These emergency podcasts are very tough. These episodes are tough. Uh, we got to kind of cut out what we're supposed to be doing in our daily lives uh, to come in here to talk about it. Um, but you guys are awesome and you guys do great. And you guys are always here when I ask and I, I can't appreciate or I can't ask for any more. And I appreciate you guys. Um, our fans, man, I you guys are the best, man. We have some really good fans to get four five, six text messages that we need an emergency podcast or they can't wait for the emergency episode uh, for this kind of thing to happen. Knowing that we're going to deliver. Uh, it means a lot. You guys, you guys have been great. You guys continue to grow. Um, you guys keep sharing us and we can't. We can't say uh, thank you enough to you guys. We appreciate you guys. 
the end of the day, the NBA landscape has changed. The Boston Celtics kind of look like the clear favorite in the East. Um, now we might have a new clear favorite in the entire NBA. Everyone is starting to lean towards picking the Bucks to win the NBA championship. Obviously, we don't really know what's going to happen until the time comes. Um, but wow, this is a big trade. Jamie, you talked about kind of being seismic like Kevin Durant. It absolutely is that, especially when we're talking about how this has changed the championship odds. We can't thank you guys enough. We will be back here shortly with a 10 to 1 episode covering our all-time greats. Um, it's going to be a super fun episode. We have, obviously, the GOAT debate. We have a million debates inside those top 10s, and I can't wait to cover it. I can't wait to be back here with you guys. Again, thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the support. Until the next episode covering 10 to 1, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing But Net.